Oh, it's a tremendous morning here at the St John's Park Bowling Club doing the show here. Josh Reynolds uh, joining us this morning as well. And uh, here at the desk with us is the Group Chief Executive Officer of the St John's Park Bowling Club, David Marsh. David, good morning to you. Thanks so much for having us. Good morning, guys, and uh, thanks for coming along. It's been a great morning. Tell us about your club. Uh, how big is it? How many members have you got? And have you got some wonderful facilities? Yeah, it's a fairly substantial uh, business here, being a bowling club. We normally say little bowling club in Fairfield, but it's, it's obviously more than that, and, and uh, we're very community-focused. Uh, all our bowlers are high-level uh, competitors. Uh, we just had young Benny Twist over at the Commonwealth Games come back with a silver medal, which was really good. Uh, our traditional value, obviously, being a bowling club, so we've got a lot of good bowling facilities. But we know it's all about community, so there's other facilities we need to offer. So we're very focused on, on particularly this room, the Big Kahuna, uh, with technology and obviously our catering areas, which are undertaking a, a huge renovation at the moment. So, yeah, we just keep rolling. We've got about uh, 65,000 members now. Uh, we've substantially grown over the last 10 years mm. and keep reinvesting into, the, into our facilities. Now, Dave, talk to me about this screen. This is possibly the biggest screen I've ever seen. And I can only imagine on big days, uh, you know, grand finals, or origins, and possibly even every Saturday if people are down here having a punt. I mean, how packed does it get and how long have you had this screen? Oh, this has been a two-year program, open for the last two years. Obviously, due to COVID, we've been restricted as, as to our marking opportunities. But, you know, we had a look at it a few years ago and the, and the world of um, sports changed. It's not all about... Um, just one particular sport, horse racing, it's a lot more. The younger kids today are into all their sports and mm. we had to provide a facility that the latest technology and, and at the point of difference. So the tab room's changed from, from 10 years ago now and offers a whole you know, range of sports. And if you're going to make a difference, you need the best screen, and the biggest screen and obviously the best sound system and facility. So uh, we've also sort of looked after the corporates with our VIP uh, function facilities up the back, which are very popular mm. as well. So your ideas, uh, you tra travel around, obviously, is, it a lot, is this American or, or is it just your own ideas? No, yeah, yeah, we do a lot of uh, industry research. We, we travel a fair bit overseas, particularly Vegas. We bought this out of the sports book, uh, yep. you know, space. Obviously, we can't do it as big as they do it. Uh, no one can do it as big <laughs> yeah. as America. But, uh, look, it's very popular. Look, we're looking forward to launching, you know, the spring carnival coming up, the footy finals. Yeah. You know, our, our customers are right into that, and they use this facility quite regularly, so. Yeah, I was going to say, as far as footy finals, spring carnival, start of the NFL season, you've got everyone's taste covered here. We do, yeah, particularly the international sports. They're starting to become fairly popular, and, mm. and the area we're in here, they're very into their soccer, so mm, yeah. that's exciting times for us as well. And, there's, yeah. and I can only imagine... When the club first started, it would have been small and you've progressively, progressively got bigger and bigger. Definitely. Is there more room to expand or is this it? No, well, we, we were a little tin jack um, a long, long time ago, but we've developed into what, probably the biggest bowling club in northern Australia, probably the world, yeah. over the years. So, yeah, we're built out, to be honest. Yep. Uh, we've built out, so anything we do now has got to be either up or we've got to have, have a word to our friends at the council next door so <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem to have yeah. David, as, as you said mate uh, the younger generation probably do um, like the American sp sports NBA NFL and do you, do you do you have someone here who 
you know, I suppose cater, cater to that on, on what to put on the big screen? Because, you know, you might have some guys that want to watch a, an NFL game or, or whatever. So do they just come to you and ask or do you sort of do you just have a plan on what, what you're going to play every day? Yeah, we've got, we've got a company that uh, tells us what all the upcoming sports are, so we program to that. Uh, this screen behind us, even though one picture at the moment, it can split into 10, 12 different screens. So uh, we've got a program. It's all run off an uh, iPad. And whatever sports on during the weekend, we've got a designated supervisor in the Big Kahuna that um, is caters after with the customer, yep. customers' needs, sounds, which screen they want things on. We're pretty flexible, so. Yep. Well, it's all covered here, so we encourage anyone in the in the area come to the St John's Park Bowling Club. Particularly, I'm sure the World Cup will be massive here as well, Dave. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate your time this morning and for having us again. And we'll see you soon. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out again. Thank you. Yes, from the Nine Network, Denny Widler, a very good morning to you. How are you, Denny? Morning, gents. Morning. Jeez, um, I'm a bit worried about coming on the show after yesterday's <laughs> confrontation. <laughs> oh, we're going to hammer you today, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of it? Is Pup okay? That's the main thing I want to know. Yeah, no, he's okay, mate. He, he's okay. I'm not wanting uh, a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what do you make of it and the fallout from what we saw on Sunday afternoon between the Bunnies and the Roosters? I'm, I'm still trying to comprehend it. Um, I don't know exactly what we were watching. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to work out. It felt to me like a uh, it was well, it was supposed to be 80 minutes. It seemed to go a lot longer of just squaring up um, and settling scores. And there was a little bit of footy thrown in. I, I like. I loved it. I have to say, I loved the the tension. I loved the aggression. I loved the theatre. Uh, but I didn't love what it showed in terms of a football game. Um, like I just don't know. I think Gus was on um, 100% footy saying that this has all got too big for the NRL. They've created a, a situation now that has the potential to get out of control. And it really has. Um, you know, I think that the way that the bunker is interfering, I, like, a lot of blame's been put on the ref, but I put a, I put more blame on the bunker. Uh, the way that the players know exactly what to do in the situations that, you know, that when they know they've had a clip over the clip on the chin, even if it's a brush, they know they can get a penalty. They know they, know they can stop the game. It's, it's created a situation that's not healthy for the game. Um, and yeah, I'm concerned about it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually quite concerned about the way that things are going for the game. Um, if you, I've watched those incidents several times now, and I can only say that I think there were two incidents worthy of a sin bin. Uh, I thought that um, when Teddy got clipped the first time by Burgess, and when Hargreaves did the head slam, and the rest of them. I can't believe what we'll... I couldn't believe what we were seeing. And people say that the officials didn't lose control of the game. Well, setting the setting the precedent of uh, binning Radley at the start uh, made it an impossible game to control for the referee or the bunker because that was a ridiculous decision. Danny, Joseph Suwali's management come out uh, last week and said, you know, he wants to play fullback and he had every chance yesterday uh, to prove himself in that position. Uh, how did you think he went, mate? Look, 
I think I think he is a fullback down the track. Um, I think that he still has a way to go. Look, James Tedesco, whatever. I, I don't think anyone would argue that he, if he's not the, he's in the top couple of players in the game, isn't he? And yes, he, most he, when he went off for the Roosters, that was almost curtains. Uh, and it's a, it's a worry that a, one of the best players in the game can get knocked out of a game and, and there's no penalty or no no direct sin bin for that. I, I, that's a whole thing that's got me worked up. But, um, yes, look, I think Swali uh, is a fullback in the making. I think he was dangerous with the ball. His passing game's got to develop. And I know the Roosters uh, are super keen to work on his speed. Uh, and he'll develop um, a sidestep. He'll develop all of that. Um, he's been going to uh, the fullback uh, sessions with James Tedesco like, and watching and asking and learning from Teddy uh, in video sessions. And eventually he'll get there. Uh, it might be... I mean, we saw... I think it was Mini started... Did Mini start on the wing as well? And yep. um, I'm sure Roger Tuavasa checked it his time on, on the wing. Um as well, so you know, I think that it's a perfect position for him right now, and he's an absolute weapon. But he will be a fullback, uh, whether it's at the Roosters or somewhere else or Rugby Union. Um, he will be a fullback going forward. Uh, Denny, have you got any latest information on whether Mitch Moses will play this weekend after being, you know, concussed and and you know sitting out the rest of that game last Friday night? And do you think, as a game? We need to look at a mandatory stand-down period for these players that suffer head knocks and can't continue on in games. Loz, you follow the AFL pretty closely, don't you? I mean, do they have... I think it's a 12-day... 12-day stand-down. Why why isn't that in rugby league? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I, I think if we're serious about it, we need to have this policy in place. I, I think we need to look after the players' care, and I know that the doctors do that, but I think it would be a lot easier if we had, say, a 10-day stand-down period if you're knocked out in a game or if you've been ruled out of a game through a HIA. I just think it it makes it very clear then that you have to stand down for that 10-day period, and if a game falls within that window, it's, it's bad luck. But I, I, th- I think we need to look at something like that. In the well, future. if we're Loz, if we're fair income, and if we're taking it, why why is another code leading the way ahead of rugby league? Why, like I, I don't think the NRL should ever play second fiddle to the AFL in things they're doing. And mm. why are the AFL more advanced in that area than it's the same brain, you know? Yep. Like, yeah, why, I, I, why, I, I, why I don't know, but I, me personally, I, I'd like to see it taken out of. You know, everyone's hands, the doctor's hands, and and, and, and just have a stand-down period of whatever it is, you know, 12 days, 10 days. But I think it should be a lot longer than just seven days. You know, Josh, do you one, think, one like, well, Josh, do you think when, like, do players know how to beat the system, do you reckon? Look, Danny, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Well, because it all comes down to symptoms and... Look, you've got a big game coming up, Mitch Moses, this week. You have to win. He wakes up. He's got a little bit of a headache. 
he, for me, if that's me, I'll be, I'm going to be honest right here. I'm not going to tell anyone about that headache. And you know, no, it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's probably not the right, it's not the right thing to do because we see how bad head knocks are at, at the moment, and you know what what they cause in, in the future. But at the same time, right now, Mitchell Moses knows he needs to play this game for Parramatta to win. That's what I mean. Like we saw Cameron Murray, like you know, play played unbelievably well for South Sydney, and I don't know if they necessarily beat the Roosters without him uh, on the weekend. But the week before, you know, he was, he got taken off after a, a, a minute, you know, uh, and mm. he's had other he's had other issues with that. But all of a sudden, he's he's okay to play and. If he's an AFL player, he's not okay to play. So I, I think that mm. I, I find it baffling at times as to how players are allowed to play, and sometimes then then you know like how I know they can. I know there's checks in place. I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but it would be it might be more simple for the game and and fairer if there was a uniform stand down. If you if you've been KO'd. Describe the pressure on the Eels this weekend, Denny. Oh, you know, it's huge, Mido, don't you? I mean, like, I was out there yesterday and I interviewed a stack of their players and, um, you know, there, there's an underlying tension at Parramatta. Uh, I, I saw Brad Arthur. He seemed as happy as Larry. He was walking around. He's actually walking backwards up hills, a bit like you, Laurie. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. What is, what's, that what's that all about? Is that cause it's because when you load your leg up... Right, and if you've got a bad knee, all the weight yeah. transfers, and you, it just yeah, it's not good for you. It, well, whatever it, it's he's not doing, he's, <laughs> he's, I think that's the least of his worries. <laughs> um, I think that you know we go back to the '86, you know, and that, that that's that whole years of pressure. It's back on power, uh, and. I, I don't like saying this, but I really like Brad Arthur, and I think he's a tremendous coach. But you know, everybody knows what the conversation will be if Para go out, loss, loss. We know it. Yeah, and yeah. Mm. I know it's unfair to a degree, uh, because mate, Brad Arthur's done a, a very good job with Parramatta. And, and if they do decide to come down hard on him, or they, they, they deem this is unacceptable... I think Brad Arthur would bob up at another club with a, and he'll have a very good reputation still. So there is pressure there. It's across the playing group. Um, it's, I mean, I think, I think they're going to be... I think we're going to find out what Parramatta are made of, of this week. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it's a, it's, a, it's a danger. It's an absolute danger occasion for them. But, you know, the players are all talking a, a good game that... Um, yeah, you know, let's let's be let's be fair here. Penrith are a streets ahead of everyone else. Um, that's what that that was the big thing that came out of of the finals for me. Um, is that Penrith are streets ahead, and I think that um, I think we can consider um, it's been overlooked because of the nature of the game that we saw um, between the Roosters and the Rabbits. But I think the Roosters had uh, a season that was below par because. I think that they were, you know, if not everybody's picked, they were close to it again for, for the title, and they're out. And that hasn't really been discussed at all um, because of the, the bizarre game they lost in. But I think that the Roosters would go back and do some real soul-searching 
because that's a big story out of the finals that the, the early season favourites and a team with a, a tremendous roster um, couldn't get past the first week of the finals and that's not a satisfactory season. I don't think I don't think Nick Politis will find a satisfactory and I think that Trent Robinson will be asking a lot of questions um, of himself and his playing group because the way they they lost to South um, uh, showed a, a fair lack of uh, discipline and also I think they allowed occasion or even uh, perhaps ego to, to get in the way of what they were doing. Danny, we'll have to leave it there, mate. What a week we got ahead of us, full of intrigue and we'll break it all down next Tuesday with you. Thanks so much. And then Grubby, are you now, have you replaced Pup? Is that it? <laughs> we mightn't see Pup again. No, mate. No, no. Just, just, just filling in, you mate. Are him? Just, oh, 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 there wow. we go. Yes, come on. Are you knifing? Come him? on, mate. I'd that's never knife on. anyone. Come, hey, no, you know no. what? That's I are like you me. knifing the pup? That's a bit rich coming from a journo, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm nah, you look after me. You look after me. So, a bit, bit of a broad statement there. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks, mate. On you, Denny. Thanks so much. Denny Widler there from the Nine Network. Phils, I'm brushing you for the last half hour. I was about to ask you, you've changed into a suit. What's going yeah, on? And when did you change into that uh, suit, just, by the way? You know, the bathroom's over there. Right. Uh, we, Where are you off the, to? Uh, what are you doing? It's the ATC Fill me in. Sydney Everest Carnival launch this morning. Right. So you're hosting I'm doing that. As I, I'm doing as I'm told. So who's hosting the program <laughs> with 30 minutes to go? I've got. This is your big moment. Is this my big moment in the start? <laughs> Let's go loose, Joshy. Yeah. Let's get loose. Yes. The vice captain stepped up. <laughs> stepped up. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast on this Tuesday. Dave Stanley with you. Jared Middleton has had to duck off. He's uh, jumping on the, the harbour as we speak for the Tab Everest, doing a little function. And I'm going to steer through with the great man, Laurie Daly, and. The great man also, Josh Reynolds, who are live. Fellas, where are you, Loz, at the moment? Uh, set the scene for our listeners, brother. We're at the St. John's Park Bowling Club. Yep. And there's plenty of people um, have been here this morning, uh, Dave, um, just to listen and see us in person. There's been breakfast. There have been cups of tea. There's been... I'll tell you where we are. We're in this sports bar area. And you wouldn't believe the size of the screen. And we had um, Dave Marsh on earlier, and he was telling us you can split the screen into 10 or 12 uh, different screens. That's how big it is. Wow. And they've got the NFL on here at the moment, and we're waiting for Seattle to play the the Broncos. But, Mm. yeah, when it's up and about and there's plenty of sports on and the racing, this big screen just splits up into 10 or 12 Smaller televisions, but it's the world's biggest screen, Dave. It's the world's biggest. How good. Uh, I've, I've heard you, your show this morning. Obviously, great to hear Danny this morning, Danny Wilder, and also uh, Clint Gutherson as well. Those podcasts up as we speak. I kind of feel like, boys, uh, you know when your parents used to go away yeah, and they'd have the, you know, the Red Hot Fairlane or the SS yeah. and you'd get the keys just yeah. to sort of scoot around, you know. I kind of feel like that at the moment because Mino runs a tight ship, but I don't know what this next 20 minutes is going to be like. Speaking of <laughs> well, which... Another scenario, yeah. Dave, I'll run past you. Yes. All right. So talking about the parents going away and you've got the house keys, all right? Yeah. So you've got, you know, so do you, do you trust your neighbours not to say anything? Yeah. Or do you think your neighbours are going to sort of dob on you if you have a party? Well, yeah. But the other one is, if you're going to have a party at home when mum and dad aren't there... 
How many are you inviting? Is it just open slather? Well, this is the, so from from uh, from history here. I can tell you that there, I've, I did that as a youngster, as I'm sure a lot of people did, and I thought I'd pulled off the best Ocean's Eleven you'd ever Ooh. seen. But little did I know that the bin would be checked and the bin would be overflowing with empties. No. So that was the problem. Yeah, you never got away with anything because no. y- your mother and fa- father are always good detectives. They just know. And the other thing about it was the neighbours would always dob you in as well. well how did you... And you would always have more than what you expected turn up. Yeah. How, how, did, yep. you, how did you go, Loz? How did you go with the sisters? Because obviously you've got a family full of sisters. So mm-hmm. would you have been a, 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 a allowed to get away with much well, as a youngster? Well, my sisters would have bigger parties than me. Right. And you'd just be... Uh, just, yeah. just and because around. I was sort of, you know, the sixth child, yep. if my sisters had parties, they would threaten me. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to say anything. What kind of threat? <laughs> you tell mum you're in trouble. You tell dad you're in trouble. And I used to sit there and go, oh, I'm not saying a word. Not saying a word. And, mate, people mm. used to just rock up. And I'd be like, all oh, right, right. And then they, they but, but girls would do better job than boys because they try and clean up. Whereas blokes, uh, yeah. Don't clean they up. just fall asleep. They just and, fall oh, asleep. I'll worry about tomorrow, yeah. And what about the, girls would always clean up. What about the spray? You, you must have, you would have been on the end of a few sprays oh, from the oldies. Oh, mate. That, the, the, the sprays that the girls used to get, and again, I didn't do it too often. In mm. fact, I don't know whether I ever did. Were you always going to someone else's party? Oh, I was a goody two shoes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I, I can't see you as being a bit of a rule. rule nah, no, yeah. <laughs> I was a goody two shoes. No, I think, no. I, and, and don't take this the wrong way, Loz, mm. but I think if you're my neighbour yeah. and I'm having a party, you might dob on me. <laughs> you might. In, Jeez, in, you're putting me in that club. No, um, no, no, you won't, do, you won't dob, but you'll be not like. Not directly. Jeez. <laughs> Grub. That new sound system. That new sound system. <laughs> yeah, right. yes, got. I reckon that's what I would yeah, do. Yeah. I, I would say to <laughs> yes. you know, your mum or dad, yeah, just yeah. drop a hint that you know there was some noise coming out of the property last night and we at home or... You know, <laughs> I, 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 everything okay? I, I, yeah, I went over there at the front door just to have a look and just to check and make sure everything was okay. But there was seemed like there was a few people yeah. there. Yeah, that's what I'd do, Dave. Grub, he's got a bit of Mrs. Did you ever get caught? Yeah, no, never got caught. Never got caught, no. but he's got a bit of Mrs. Kravitz about him, Grub. He'd be, I could see Loz peering at the window, you know. <laughs> who's this car across the road? What are the neighbours doing? Very, very funny. And there's a couple well, as of, I've got older. As I've got older, I would. There's a couple of texts on the text line here, boys. Um, and I know you've been talking about it all morning, league-wise, with, with Cameron Munster and, and what's happening there. Heart of hearts, where do you think Cam Munster will land? when it comes to his playing future. Will he stay in Melbourne? Will he be up north? Grub? Where, where, where do you think Cameron will land? Mate, I, I think he's going with Dolphins 90%. I, I just think for Cam as a player, I, and this might be, I could be wrong here, but they've sort of looked after a few other people before him, haven't they? You know, they've signed Harry Grant, Harry Grant Hughes, Hughes and I, I don't think him, the player he is, even just the person he is, I, I don't think he'd like that. I could be totally wrong. but And I also think for him, at this point in his career, probably at playing some of the best footy he's ever played, I think he would like to be the face of a brand new team. I, I think I think he's up to the challenge. I, I really, I think Wayne will be in his ear. Um, Cam, knowing what type of coach Wayne is and how good he is, I think he'll be up there, boys. I, I think he's going to the Dolphins too, Dave. The only thing I would worry about um, going to the Dolphins, it's a new setup. I don't think they're going to have 
a lot of success early. Uh, I could be completely wrong, but, but I don't think they'll have a lot of success early. And then at the back end of your career, when he's had so much success and he's played in final series, how much enjoyment is he going to have turning up week in, week out if your team's struggling and you're not playing finals football? Mm. That, that's all my concern would be. Yeah. You know, financially, wherever he goes, he'll be looked after. But as you have had success all your way through your career, when you don't have it, it's hard to take. And, and you, you think, sit back and think, geez, I wish I took a little bit less to play in a successful mm. team. You know what, Loz? It's, it's funny the perception of, you know, I think fans, they always say, oh, who cares? Look what he's getting paid. But it couldn't be more opposite of how you feel. Because if you're, like you said, can't, he's played in a final series every year probably. Every year. And he could go to the Dolphins and never play finals again. And, yeah, you'll look at his bank account and be like, how good is this? But at the same time, the, I think the type of player he is, the person, he's a winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he won't he won't like that. So, yeah, there's a, there is a lot to weigh up um, in the decision. But I think he... I think the money will be a bit too much, and I think he'll want to back himself. Yeah. When they're talking 1.3 over four or five years, uh, compared to a maximum at Melbourne of, of one over three years, mm. it's a no-brainer, really, yeah. if money is the reason why you want to make that decision. And I can understand that, too. You're setting yourself up for life, and you're, you're helping your family. Um, so I, I think he will go to the Dolphins, and the attraction of Wayne Bennett being there... Um, is another big bonus for him. But I still think they'll need some other people around him. Mm. They've recruited some forwards from Melbourne, Melbourne but yeah. I think from what I saw this year, they, they're coming to the end and coming to the end very quickly. Jesse Bromwich and Felice Kafusi. Um, you know, they'll give the Dolphins that experience to start with, but I, I wonder how they're going to go in a long season when they haven't got the cattle around them week as well. Week in, week out, yeah. Mm. Oh, from your chat with Gutho this morning, dollar fifty-three Parramatta with Tab uh, in this Friday night match at ten to eight. Canberra outsiders at two fifty. I love how you're just pouring the cold water uh, on it, Loz. Yeah, we we can't on. win, mate. We can't <laughs> win. Can't <laughs> win. Can't well, win. I loved. I I, I got to love what Ricky said uh, in the press, and also the players are you know pumping that tune out. Um, do you think that two fifty is a good price? Should be three fifty. Should be three fifty. Make it. Make it four. Make it four. Yeah. Make it four. What about away from? I mean, there's a stack of markets open. I heard Mino talking this morning about the margin betting on this one. I mean, if you do think Canberra can win that one to twelve, that's at three sixty. A thirteen plus Canberra at eight eight dollars. On the flip side, though, Parramatta always popular. Parramatta to to win thirteen plus at three dollars at the moment with Tab one to twelve at two sixty, and you can take your same game multis. I'm sure you'll mm. you'll have a little multi later in the week. But uh, I mean, were you, were you expecting these? four teams to be playing this weekend, Loz? Uh, I was expecting the Raiders to beat Melbourne Storm. I was very confident about that game. Uh, wasn't as confident uh, with the Sharks-Cowboys game. I thought the Sharks mm. would win that one. I thought South would win. Um, and who's the other game, uh, the other team? Cronulla uh, and South. Cronulla and South. Yeah, and so... Yeah, no, I was expecting most of these sides to play this weekend, uh, and I still think they're a toss of the coin job as well, Dave. I, mm. I think that, you know, the Sharks played good football. They were beaten, but they played some tremendous football, and they've got a very, very good team. And South Sydney, it, it, it took a lot out of them, that 
game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. they, were, they, were ba- they, were they were bashing Absol- each other. Absolutely bashed. And I think for South, they were, they were really up for that game. And I think it would be very hard to match that same intensity. Mm. Rivalry game, first semi, want to win. You know, Bruce has beaten the week before. And I just think the Sharks, the team they are, they're not, they, they're not, they're not cocky. They'll, they'll yeah. go back, work hard come with the same intent into that game. Yeah, and, and you just saw that with the way they spoke after that game. You know, they were flat mm. because they'd lost. Yep. They had a great opportunity. And they play well as a team. They're not relying on a superstar to get them victories. They're, they're relying on a team effort. And I, I like the way they play. And, uh, you know, they can score points, the Sharks. And usually we, we see the Sharks as a you know, gritty type of footy team. I think that's changed this year. But the thing that would have disappointed them on the weekend was the fact they conceded mm. as many points as they did. Yep. That was unlike the Sharks. So I think if they can tighten up their defence this weekend and do a number on Latrell, and the key is where you give the Rabbitohs the football. Mm-hmm. If you can continually give them the football down their end of the field, you mentioned it before, they're back five. They don't do a... Like some other teams in terms of yardage, they're not strong at doing that. They rely on other ways of getting out of trouble. But if if the Sharks can control field position and control their kicking game and have good line speed, I think think they'll win this game. I I, I think they'll get over the top of the the bunnies. Here's a question for for Grubb and and also you too, Loz. The two teams that obviously come through the eliminations, uh, Canberra and South, do you reckon they're happy with who they're playing? Do you reckon Canberra would be preferring to play Parramatta than Penrith? And do you think South would be preferring to play Cronulla than North Queensland? What do you reckon, Grub? Well, I'd, 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 whoever I am, I just don't want to play Penrith <laughs> to, before, that, before that grand final. But in saying that, at the same time, a team like Canberra, at the moment, even though Loz is saying other, I think they're very, very confident in their own ability. They don't come out and say it. That's what I really like about Canberra. They play it down a lot. But they're giant killers. That's probably the best way to put it. I, they're not afraid. As Loz, you were saying before, Parramatta possibly go into their shell a little bit and go set for set for set, whereas Canberra, they play that offload style of footy. And if they have an error... They're not afraid to try it again. And that's the thing in these big games. You can't go into the shell if you do if you have one error. You just can't. Yeah. And I don't think Canberra will. So, yeah, the more and more you play it down, Loz, the more I like them. I do. I really do now. Uh, they're, they're packs Oh, no, look, you look at Loz, just the, the yeah, smirk. he doesn't like <laughs> the it. The smirk, he doesn't <laughs> like it. And do you reckon, just, just before we get to, the, to traffic and transport, do you reckon South would be happy, Loz, they're playing... Cronulla instead of playing North Queensland? Oh, I think South would be happy. One, they don't have to travel. And two, it's going to be at Allianz Stadium where they've played the last two weeks. And the majority of the crowd will be South Sydney supporters. You know, they don't have to travel down to Shark Park. Mm. They don't have to travel out to Stadium Australia. It's right there where they've been the last two weeks. And I think they would be confident that they could get the job done. Um, and you talk about other side of the draw, I'm a bit like grubby in terms of, if you're going to meet Penrith, you want to meet them in the grand final, mm. I would think. Yep. You don't want to meet them the week before. It's not to say you can't win. Um, and, and I think they'll be more vulnerable in the prelim than the grand final, Penrith. Mm. 
I, I really do. I, I think I, I think the fact that they rested players one week and then they play a game and then they have another week off yeah. and then they play. That's two games in a fortnight. Uh, two games in in a, in a month. I think that could leave them short. And the other one is that that Cleary came back and played really well first game. I think he'd like to keep playing and find the rhythm again because sometimes, a bit like a horse day, sometimes second up, yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it's just weird how it works. You, mm. you don't feel as, e- not excited, but you just don't have the same touch at times. Mm. I, just, I, I think we're, well, I was, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting Nathan to be that good because five weeks out's a long time. Long time. Just with you, like you, as a halfback, you touch. You're kicking, you're, yeah. but he was next level. I, I think everyone's waiting for Penrith to do that, but I just, I don't think they're going to do it. No. I just, I just can't see him. Well, I think you've got to put pressure on Nathan. Yeah, you do. I, and I don't think they did enough of that Parramatta. They, they mm. did not come out and put kick pressure on him. And I felt like the two front rowers who have been magnificent, I think they saved all their energy to carry the ball. Mm. Yep. Because they wanted to get through the game. And we've all spoken about how good they've been and how many minutes they play. But big front rowers, at times you need to do kick pressure. When, when, mm. when, when you're in that position and it's your moment in time to get out there and sprint for your team to put pressure on the kicker, you have to do it. Yep. But that'll take a bit out of you. Mm. Take a bit of juice out of you. And it'll limit... <laughs> Limit, else. Yeah, 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 other things you do in a game because you're not going to play as long. So I, I just thought they saved all their energy for the offense and tried to conserve their energy by def- defending mm. but not being aggressive. Yep. And I think with Parramatta, they're going to be all out mm. and just have a crack. Origin one. Line, line speed, get up and mm. hit in their face. When we carry the ball, we carry it, we offload. But you can't trade one off against the other. No. It is 8.57 on the Big Sports Breakfast. Laurie Daly, Josh Reynolds. It was Jared Middleton up until 8.30. Dave Steely now with you. And then Racing HQ, not too far away. And for those wondering where Mido's gone, nothing uh, the drama at all, Loz. Uh, he's just off with the beautiful people because it is that time of the year in Sydney, the Everest. Everyone gets dressed up. Are you and... upset, mate? <laughs> no, mate. To be honest, no. I, I, uh... like, like, did he grass cut you for this job? This no. Morning, no, well, I would have been on air. I would have been oh, on air. Oh, right. Right. I would have been on air, but it, it is oh, more, yeah. mate, like I, I did laugh with uh, Will, our producer and the team, like they send us three to Jindabyne, you know, and, and, and down there in Queen Bee in, in the country, and there's Mido today on the harbour, <laughs> sipping the champagne, you know, the Everest. It's a real yeah. contrast, the big sports oh, breakfast, isn't it? Yeah. Is that with, with the beautiful people, they yeah. send a beautiful man. <laughs> Mido, Mido, Mido and Michael, they sort of, you know, they, they run in different circles to us three, don't they? Mm. Yeah. I suppose it's like the forwards, uh, you know, lies in the yeah. team. That we, we do the dirty work. We're the, we're the forwards. You know so. what? Great analogy because that's, that's us, Dave, to a yeah. two. And I know that you love doing that. The tough stuff that a lot of people don't do. <laughs> that go unnoticed by oh, the fans, yeah. but the coaches love it. That's what I mean, you know. The one percenters. Like, you know? like your chat with Blocker this morning, we can't go hiding. You know, the little sixes and sevens, they can have a little breather here and there. <laughs> but, you know, we've just got to keep running the ball up. And, uh, even roll when you, your sleeves up, mate. Roll the sleeves even up. Even when you don't want to. Even on tour when you've just had enough and you, you start, you know. 
little tingle in the big toe. You can feel the big G coming, the big gout. You're going, no, we've just got to keep, we've got to keep going here. We've got to keep going. Hey, boys, with this, uh, this Everest, and I know, obviously, Josh, you've been overseas, but you've been keeping an eye on the racing. Loz mm. has been... Well, he's, I'm telling you, Loz, at some point in his time here at Sky, he's going to end up on form line. You'll see him upstairs doing the form. He's, he gets right into it. Boys, if you had to have a bet right now, if I gave you 100 bucks and it was a charity bet or for yourself, who would you back right now in the Everest? Would it be the favourite Nature Strip loss? Well, I think you'd have to go with Nature Strip, Dave. I mean, he's a very impressive horse, and every time he's set for a target race, he, he, he wins it. Um, look, you got the old stage there at Eduardo, um, Marzu. The up-and-coming yeah. uh, young horse, you certainly wouldn't write off um, his chances. I, I think it's just open. But to answer your question, mate, if you if you had a gun to my head, it'd be Nature Strip. Yeah, it would be. What about yourself, yeah. Josh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love Nature Strip as a horse. I always have. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. Foxy a chance? Next year. Next year, Next right, year, right. Foxy will be okay. What's doing with Foxy? The, now, Foxy's running tomorrow, don't and right. G's confident. Now, what, now, tell us what, like for the listeners, I'm sure you've spoken about this morning, but I'm going to pull this up, right? So, yeah. what race? What race and, and, and location? Uh, race two or three, mate. I think it's race. Uh, I'd say. And where, where yeah. at, Loza? Sandown, mate. Sandown. Sandown tomorrow. tomorrow. So, she's Sandown been scratched tomorrow. a few times. We've just been waiting, waiting for the right conditions. Right. And have you got the uh, report, the audio report through not from yet. the team? I haven't had a look. I haven't had a look, Dave. Okay. But she's uh, in the $6. So, there's been some money around. Six now. Six bucks. Buy American Pharaoh. Yeah. Buy yeah. American Pharaoh. Uh, she wants further, mate. It's only 300, uh, 1300 tomorrow. So, uh, gee, there's some big names in this horse, mate. I'm just going through the, uh, just going through the, the, the owners here on the, uh, on the machine. Is that R. Pappenhausen in the, uh, in the horse as well with you? Yes, Paps is in it. Paps is in it. <laughs> so what? So what? No, you've left. Close. You, you left us all. You left us all out. Oh, look, Dave. I'll tell you what happened. And this is a true story, all right? This is a true story. There was a small percentage left, and a mate of a mate got hold of me and said, mate, there's this percentage left. We're all in it. You know the bloke's in it. Come and be a part of it. And that's exactly you just, what happened. Was that after so a few schooners? Ryan Pappenhausen's <laughs> manager and my manager yep. are the same person. Right. Uh. That's how Paps and I are in this horse. There you go. And I see, I see, I see some other good names in there. So, all right, well, today's the day. It's got to carry a lot of weight. No, oh, yeah, no tomorrow. Well, sorry. today's, yeah. But, but, but wait till I give the signal before we are Oh, wait, mate, you've been giving the signal for the last six months. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, no, I what, can I ask what the signal is? What's about? the signal? <laughs> unload. When you hear unload. <laughs> unload. Unload. That's the key That's the word. Best you're oh. feel. <laughs> hey, hey, boys! On uh, Racing HQ this morning, I've got Bjorn Baker, Richard Callender, Les Bridge, Dwayne Dow, Adrian Bott, and also Ty Burford. I'm going to join us. He's the public head at the Prince of Merriweather. I'm doing the Calcutta there on Thursday night ahead of the Newcastle uh, Cup, which is on Friday, and the big Cameron handicap as well. And we'll be live there for HQ on Friday morning. We're going to chat with Dwayne Dow as well. So. Looking forward. And I've actually got some tickets to give away. So if you're in Newcastle and you're wanting to go to the, uh, the races on Friday, I'm going to give away four tickets, four GA tickets, every day this week on Racing HQ. Enjoy the NFL, boys. They're at St. John's this morning. It's been a cracking morning, and thanks for uh, being a part of the show. Good on you, Dan. Thanks, mate.